0: You know, if you're going to have these meaningful connections with people and go beyond the how's the weather, you have to like be thoughtful to be thoughtful. And it's something I didn't think I'd ever have to do. But as life has gotten more complex, I'm like, oh, it's not as easy to be the person I want to be without a pause and sticking a step back and, you know, writing out these goals or even just thinking out these goals and actioning on them.
1: Well, welcome to the podcast Laura. thank you so much for being here i am so excited for this episode and before we dive in i would love it if you would kind of give our listeners a little brief intro on who you are
0: sure hi everybody i'm lauren um, i live in atlanta georgia and i'm a ux director um, i'm a dog mom of the world's okest behaved but cutest uh, german shepherd puppy named orly um follow her on Instagram, O-R-L-Y dot G S D. Just a little plug there. I'm a big fan of Ultimate Frisbee and kayaking and just being outside in general. So it's so great to be here.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that so much. And honestly, y'all, if you want really good content. I absolutely am obsessed with this account. Um, Lauren is posting on there uh, quite regularly, though on the stories. I will say, and I just love Orly so much, and uh, it's so cute to see how much they've grown, how much like she's
0: <laughs> she's my angel, even though she's so bad.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> well, today we are actually going to be talking about. Small steps towards big changes. The three main segments we're going to be really focusing on: recognizing what no longer serves you in life, breaking down bigger goals into smaller steps, things that are a little bit more um, achievable and obtainable. And the third is a round of call to action. Uh, things that a summary of everything that we're going to kind of talk about, along with uh, a parting thought. To kick things off with the first segment, Lauren, I know that you and I had kind of talked about this previously as we were discussing, you know, what specifically we wanted to talk about. And it was really fun, that planning session with you of just kind of figuring out what is at top of mind of us. And I think this is something that you had initially shared with me that there's kind of like this sense of bigger goals and dreams and things that you want to achieve and do but um, kind of getting maybe caught up in those big and lofty goals and maybe not sure necessarily where to start I was curious like if you had any initial thoughts around what prompted you to, to share that or like what's been on your mind specifically around big lofty goals or feeling some type of way about them
0: yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're just recently, well, not just recently, over the last two years, my life's really gained a lot of complexity. Um, bought a house, very old, lots of problems, <laughs> got a dog, um, getting busier with work and um, and all these things. Some are, some are super positive, some more negative family um, health issues, kind of just all of these things coming together at once, really affecting not only my mental health, but also just all of the goals that I th- Think I have for myself, but I don't have time for, or haven't been making time for actively. Um, so it's just been top of mind of like really trying to latch on to all these goals that I've had or want to want to start growing towards and doing something about it. So I think like that is something just kind of taking uh, taking control back of all of these goals I've had or want to you know keep going with.
1: I totally see where you're coming from with wanting to work towards those goals, um, but. I often feel like we get discouraged really easily when we have big ideas and they're not quickly becoming a reality, especially in a generation where things are so click, ready to purchase, it's there the next day, or you buy it and you have it immediately in your hands or, you know, instant gratification, the whole, the whole gambit around that based off of what you just shared as well it reminds me of the factors that might be holding us back from achieving those goals and um as we kind of thought about this and brainstormed this a little bit the first one that came up for me at least was time and Mm. i often feel like i don't give myself either the time to work towards my goals um, or it feels like i don't have enough time to devote towards those goals have you felt the same way?
0: A hundred percent. i You can't see me, um, listeners, but I am nodding my head frantically because yes, time is literally that is that is something that has been my biggest issue. Is organizing time. And I know we'll probably talk about this in kind of a little bit later, um, just talking about, you know, methods for, you know, grabbing life by the by the horns or grabbing these goals and, and running with them. But, you know, that's something that I admire from you is how how good you are at organizing your life and, um, and you know, organizing your time specifically. And that's something that I've been extra trying to put, put my efforts into is where do I put my energy and, you know, like being a lot more conscious of how I'm spending my time and how it's serving me, um, in the long run, all these things that I'm doing in that time.
1: Literally, I applaud you so much because that takes so much effort to figure out what is serving you and what, uh, as, I think Marie Kondo says spark joy, you know, things that you find in your life that are either positive or negative or neutral, and just sifting through those things, being able to figure out if something is serving you in your life or not. If, like, it takes practice to be able to sit with yourself and to feel those things out, um, to ask yourself, like, where do I start? Uh, Do I have the skills to start thinking about this goal, or do I need to invest a little bit of? Time towards researching and understanding how I can achieve these goals, but that all again comes back to like that reassessing of how do we figure out what is serving us, what isn't serving us. Um, not being afraid to express thanks to something, but then saying goodbye to it if we need to. That's sure. definitely something, yeah, <laughs> to pivot. <laughs> Well, this is a great segment and pivot into uh, the second part that we wanted to kind of discuss, which is breaking down those bigger goals into smaller steps. And when we had initially discussed this, Lauren, this topic of feeling like we have these big lofty goals and not really sure where to go with it. I chimed in a little bit about like uh, what I have been trying to do in my day-to-day routine, which is something that I haven't, I I didn't start till late last year, essentially, Mm -hmm. of trying to find ways to break down these specific goals. I actually worked with this with my therapist, a shout out again to my therapist. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am, I I need to just, (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: so funny, I had another friend who said like, give me your therapist's name and number, I gotta (laughs) get in touch with them. (laughs) (laughs) but thinking about how can we start to break these specific goals down. So for example, the podcast for like, Mm -hmm. as an example of the podcast and setting this up, I had to start understanding the basics of how do you produce a podcast? How do you create a podcast? How do you design it? How do you, how do you publish it? How do you self host and everything like that? But then if you break that down even further It took time for me to invest in that research process and that knowledge gain. But then it also like a step down from that required me to be in a good place physically and mentally to handle that new information. So I had to make sure I was taking care of myself, taking care of my space. And so I'm curious, like what has been kind of a lofty goal for you that you've been working on breaking down into those kind of smaller, more attainable daily goals?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the, so this is a lifelong goal of mine um, that I've, my progress is, is pretty terrible for something that I've called a goal for so many years, but I've always wanted to be a polyglot. I want to be that person that, you know, my grandmother spoke seven languages. I want I want people to be able to say that about me and I want I want to be able to travel anywhere and not worry about, you know, acclimate I want to acclimate myself to as many different cultures as possible and it's just something that I've I've had an, on my list for so long. I would jump from one thing to another. I was a Spanish major. I took Quechua. I was learning some Chinese and some Russian and French and I realized that I've been putting all of this energy into something that I wasn't doing it in a sustainable way. And it, it, it was not like all of this effort and time that I put in and that I thought I was doing in kind of a, an intelligent way, breaking it down and, and doing my 30 minute lessons a day. I realized that I wasn't, none of that language was sticking. Um, so I've like finished Duolingo French twice. I've gone through Pimsleur and yet I can't speak French. Um, and my Spanish is, is kind of dwindling away. Um, and so I've like had to pivot and been like, okay, if I want to be this poly, maybe I don't want to be a polyglot, maybe it's readjusting my goal, or maybe it's breaking down to say, you know, if I'm going to truly attain my goal, it's to become like kind of almost a perfectionist in each language if I can. And so like keep maintaining that. So I've taken a break, I've gone back and and now I'm reading a book in Spanish poorly um, and trying to get back into and like listening to Radio Ambulante and like all of these other podcasts in Spanish, trying to like get back to where I used to be. And also like, you know, if I'm going to go forward and say I'm going to be a polyglot, I need to actually be able to speak the languages that I have say are already under my belt. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of pivoting. But that is that was a long winded way to say, yes, I've got I've got some big lofty goals that I'm struggling with, um, but trying to get back to.
1: I admire that so much that you want to be able to go travel anywhere and be able to speak whatever language that you're good, like whatever country you're gonna be in and such. Cause <laughs> I think I'm uh later this year hoping to go to uh Paris for my first time ever. But <gasps> I know don't know lot. French. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well that's the place that's I'm gonna say that's where you might wanna learn some because I've had some some awkward encounters uh there. Just the two days that I went, i I pronounced something terribly wrong and I got yelled at. So we can oh, work no. on that together. Yeah, we can talk about that later.
1: <laughs> I would absolutely love that, mainly because uh, I, I think I will have a friend there who does speak French, but I would love to at least have some basic understanding of, yeah. hi, um, where's the bathroom? Or, you know, like <laughs> I need water. That's or... <laughs> <Please. Yeah. laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, what has been something that you've broken down from that process to get you into a better state of mind or physical state of being because from, I can't remember what this process is, but it's, I think it's just like the, the needs of human beings. And once we have those needs met, we're able to like achieve the next level of enlightenment or understanding. So I think it's like, initially we need shelter and food, and then we need to feel safe and we need to feel like, I I can't, I I was going to look up the process, I need to look it up actually. But the higher you go up that, chain of being able to determine like what your needs are and what they're being met and then i think the last one is like enlightenment or something to that regard um
0: yeah yeah no maslow's hierarchy of needs (gasps) yes yes thank you i love that and i love the way you frame that because i've i've honestly forgotten about that but that's literally like exactly what you're saying is there's some sometimes you have these giant goals um but it's you can't get to those without going into the even smaller details of like am I flossing regularly? Like, am I, am I doing these, like, am I keeping my house clean enough to where when I finally have time to like be creative or spontaneous or like sit down and try to, you know, practice whatever language I'm I'm trying to learn at the time, are all my other needs met? Is something holding me back like a dirty house from me actually getting to be creative? That goes down to the the time blocking, especially. And I don't want this to only be about time blocking, but I, I genuinely feel like, Between getting a bullet journal recently, I'm getting back into it and also using the Pomodoro timer for work. I'm like, I am literally time blocking out the things that I care about. And then also I've got a checklist of things like the basics that I want to do every day so that I can feel like, you know, when I finally do have downtime, it's specifically for me and not for maintenance. But yeah, yeah well, I want to know about you. I want to know what, what you do. I'm Obviously, your life is so much more organized. And I say obviously. I don't know if, if you've talked about just how organized you are on these calls, but I've seen your calendar before and I'm just in shock and awe and just amazement at how... You know when you're doing your meal prep, you know what meals you're doing. You know like I don't I'm not going to say your entire schedule, but like you <laughs> have so many things planned out. It's so weird cuz you're so organized, but I feel like you've got this spontaneous creativity that you can kind of achieve more because you've got your life together so much. Is that fair to say? Would you say?
1: Oh my gosh, you are literally. So sweet to say that and so kind to say that and <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean um, it. You're <laughs> so organized; it blows my mind.
1: Well, that's really so thoughtful, and I it means a lot because I do try really hard to be organized and put together. And sometimes I'm like, "Haha, my plan is working." Everybody thinks I'm this amazing <laughs> organized person, and see, secretly, deep down inside, I'm so insecure or something like I don't
0: know. Oh my gosh!
1: But to answer your question, I think what has helped me a lot is. Uh, what i've again been learning in therapy which is you have to break these down to what can you do for 5 minutes a day for yourself at the bare minimum and that just kind of like stems from there how can you get into a habit or routine that like will enable you to build upon other habits and other things in your life. So one thing is meditating. I'm like, I can take five minutes a day to meditate and set an intention for the day. And it's so fascinating. I can tell that I can lower my heart rate by 20 beats no per way. minute every time 20? that I, yeah, every time oh I, I look at it and like I'm I'm about to you know meditate. It's a guided meditation using Apple Fitness Plus. I'm not sponsored, but maybe I should get sponsored. <laughs> um, Sponsor him. <laughs> but it's really nice because i can see my heart rate and it's crazy to see most of the time like i would say eight maybe nine times out of ten i can tell at least a 10 to 20 you know difference between the time that i start and the time that i don't which then helps alleviate my anxiety and any like insecurity i'm feeling that morning as far as habits and you mentioned like my schedule and y'all i'm she's not joking my schedule is color-coded like rainbow mm-hmm. skittles <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's incredible. It's a sight to behold. But I I love that. I know we talked about instant gratification and like working towards these bigger goals, but I feel like like five minutes and you can tell your heart rate is lowering that much like that is those small steps are those little bits of instant gratification that build to this bigger, you know, more calm, more, more present state of mind that makes you primed for your podcast and for work. And I love that. And I love that it's, it's working for you so well. And you make me, you're inspiring me one to get a therapist and two to to (laughs) meditate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, you mentioned uh, bullet journals. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So bullet journals, I don't know if everyone and every one of your listeners is um, on Pinterest as much as I am, but basically it's they're glorified checklists. Um, there's different ways that you can you can set them up, but I've got my my daily like things I want to do every single day. So obviously, like some of them I make easy, like floss. I'm like I know I'm going to do it. I just want to like mark it off. Or like I have how much water I'm going to take in. So I've got a, a big old um, 100 milliliter water bottle next to me. I fill it up. You know, I try to I try to go through three a day. I almost never do, but when I have the the checklist, it's this sense of gratification immediately being able to fill in the bubbles and make it very aesthetic and pretty. You can do you can go. You even further and like do mood trackers which I love also um <laughs> um just and I know you do mood tracking too with an app but that's that's the the beauty of it is having like you can do whatever you want um and set whatever goals you you have and you know I try to give myself grace if I miss days which I did yesterday, <laughs> don't take it um, so literally that you have to like check off every single thing that you do for the day. But if it's something that makes you feel like you're get- getting progress, or you can look at your bullet journal and be like, you know, I thought I had a bad day, but I actually did a lot of the things that I wanted to do for me, even if I didn't get something done for work or you know whatever whatever else doesn't work out. Um, it's just something to like maybe it's more meant like a mental state a state of mind of feeling like you're accomplished even on kind of your crappier days, which. I still feel like helps, if nothing else, the bare, the bare bones that like the essentials of my mental health is checked off for the day, like was a good day after all. So
1: I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And I love that idea of using the journal like that. I think um, from what I remember, we also talked about uh, like a poster board or some sort of like vision board or some sort of like thing where you can visually see your goals or something to like remind you of that. I think were you mentioning you started something similar to that.
0: So I actually haven't done one. Um, one of my friends did, did a huge one that she had hanging in her room. Um, and I've, it's, it's definitely a big inspiration, but I also like, I don't know if I want (laughs) guests coming to my house, seeing these big goals that might feel more private and personal, but I think having something accessible, like having a reminder that what you want to be or what you want to do, I think is, is kind of crucial to have, like to, if you have these bigger goals that aren't, you know, the instant gratification, you have to be able to keep them in mind and always be doing something to work toward that. If, if you want to be a creative person, you have to give yourself outlets. You have to remember to do things um i say remember to be creative but there's there's lots of different examples of just if you want something you have to keep it in top of mind I'm very much a visual person so i like to see a lot of things out that's why I like I keep my bullet journal not only do I have it all like prepped for the start of the month but I also keep it in like a public place where I can access it because if i don't if it's in my room or like in a drawer i will not touch it for three months um and then but if it's out every day i'll just go and pencil stuff off so
1: I think you bring up a really great point because every person has their own Routine, their own way of doing things. And I think it's important for people who have this desire to, whether it be, you know, take inventory of their life, to better understand their goals in a way, to break those down, to find something that works for them. Uh, I know we've talked about a few already. Uh, I, I had a couple others that I think we had discussed earlier than this um, were like, I use Siri to set reminders for myself. Mainly, I don't I always trust that. Siri to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, yeah, they got it, you know, 90% right. Um, but I always have to tell myself, if I don't write this down, I'm not going to remember it. If I don't ask theory to my me about it, I'm not going to remember it. And so I think finding ways that work for you in order to do this, like it all just is like start somewhere and take that first yeah. step of figuring out your system.
0: I love that. I love that you set reminders like that. That's something I need to get into as well. Even, even just like little things. And I feel like maybe it sounds silly to feel like you have to have, you know, a bullet journal or these writing down goals or this visual. But I genuinely think a lot of times if I don't do something like that, I'm not going to be the person that I want to be. Like, for instance, if I tap a text and I don't respond back right away, I will sometimes just forget completely. My my uncle will text me and I will be like, oh, it's so easy to respond. I just need to sit down and like have a thoughtful, like quick little paragraph for him. And then I forget and I, I push it off and I forget. And then I'm like, wow, if I set a reminder, then I could be, you know, the niece I want to be.
1: I appreciate so much that you are so copious about the people that you interact with. And that's one thing that I am trying to aspire to be more about is trying to remember. Things about people so that way I can have a deeper interaction with them, like a more personal interaction with them, because it's so easy uh, from day to day to, you know, I say, Hi, how are you? How's the weather? And, you know, it Mm -hmm. can get really dull and really boring. And then you're just not going to remember who that person was or what they're doing or what's important to them in life. So, um, yeah. a, a goal of mine is to uh, be more like you, Lauren, and to um, either write down little like tidbits about somebody, like oh, like I should ask them about this in their life, or I should, you know, remember to follow up with them on this and just ask them how that went, you know. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, so you inspire me equally. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, stop! <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's wild to think that you to be thoughtful to be a thoughtful person, um, and that's something I know. It's kind of a little bit of a, maybe I'm pivoting too much here, but but like you know, I think we've talked about this with, especially as your your network grows, you know, we work for a company where you might work with people in different offices and that you don't interact with often. I've literally started writing down, you know, people's kids' names and their dogs' names and like, oh, they're in a house or something, like little things that, that I just feel like You know, if you're going to have these meaningful connections with people and go beyond the how's the weather, you have to like be thoughtful to be thoughtful. And it's something I didn't think I'd ever have to do. But as life has gotten more complex, I'm like, oh, it's not as easy to be the person I want to be without a pause and sticking a step back and, you know, writing out these goals or even just thinking out these goals and actioning on them instead of a verb.
1: To kind of wrap up everything that we've been talking about, Lauren, um, I want to dive deeper into the initial thought process that we had shared about of, you know, recognizing what no longer serves us, but also how do we get started? And to boil that down even further, I want to know, like, what do we feel is kind of holding us back most time when we want to achieve a certain goal in our life. And I'm curious to know, what do you feel about when you think about that?
0: Hmm. Okay, what's holding me back? I mean, obviously, other than I might have just I probably just glossed over it a bit, but just the taking a step back and recognizing one, I know we just talked about goal setting and organizing that, but just understanding, making sure that you know the kind of person you want to be. I think that's taking time for it to self-reflect, self-care, if that's therapy or just a way to recognize, you know, I feel like a lot of times we're just moving with the flow of working late hours or, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing with your life, but setting a time to figure out exactly what you want to do. And then after that, I really feel like something that's holding me back is that practicing self-compassion and remembering that like, I don't have to do all of these things. I can organize my life in in a way that I give myself, I I don't give myself hard deadlines, but I also put a, you know, the silly things on the checklist, like flossing or drinking water, things I'm going to do anyways, but just feeling accomplished also to that is learning to say no is kind of holding, has held me back in the past of like, I don't know, even just going to weddings and, and recognizing my limits as far as budgets and recognizing my limits of what I can give and what's, you know, serving, like, do I invest this many hundreds of dollars to go to this friend who has been a lifelong best friend's wedding? Or do I go to, you know, this friend who I don't know as much and just, you know, that's a really terrible kind of mean sounding example. But it's kind of just this big thing of you have to take a step back, recognize what your goals are, what you want out of life and out of friendships and, um, and really just starting to start putting some boundaries down. Um, And the first boundary just to protect your own mental health. And then after boundaries for, you know the rest of the parts of your life, like your budgets and stuff. That's I don't know if that was a good answer, but that's my answer for that. I w- I'm really interested to hear yours.
1: I really admire that, and I really appreciate your perspective on it because I don't feel like we do that enough. I don't feel like I do that enough sometimes, and I have to like remind myself to take that step back and to ask myself like, who was I? Who am I now? And who do I want to become? So I completely relate to what you're saying with that (laughs) what is holding me back most of the time it's always so funny when I ask questions and I'm like oh crap I gotta make sure I have like my response ready to go Um, I love it I would say it's really scary to put yourself out there and to be your favorite self as I've shared before on this podcast Mm. of you know not being your best self but your favorite self but like that means being vulnerable, that means facing fear of rejection, that's facing, you know, the fear of failure in that regard. It's it's a lot. And I think that's what a lot of us probably, you know, have to work through day to day is just like is someone gonna say what we're doing is not great? Are we not gonna be able to achieve the goals that we're looking at? And I think it's important to recognize any amount of progress that we make in our life, but also to not feel like we have to be this overperforming individual in a capitalistic society. You know, it's like (laughs) (laughs) figuring out like, where can we make the progress that will make the most importance and difference in our life? And yeah, yeah, I mean, that all kind of sums up Of just like, I think sometimes I'm afraid to change what I am now because of where I've been. And I don't know what's ahead. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, something ahead might be. Amazing that change and that progress and that evolution might be incredible, but it's kind of scary to make that progress because you don't know it's the unknown, the fear of the unknown, but the unknown can actually be really exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I first petition to put be your favorite self on the next queerly overthinking swag <laughs> or merch. Oh my gosh, I love that yes. so much. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, that's like that investing. I like it, just invest in what you th- want to be and full send. I think that's, I, I actually, I want to change my entire answer and just say, yes, like that fear of whatever, just, especially even thinking about the way that other people think of me and perceive me. There was, I spent years not posting on Instagram, even with Orly, I post on her stories because it's less permanent. And like, it's just something that I didn't expect to have so much anxiety over what other people think of me. And I'm like, wait, you're so right. That the, like, it's starting, I'm starting to be come or come to this point where I'm like, I'm okay to share things. I'm still like, I I don't have to have this major anxiety after I post something of like people judging me because it doesn't matter because I'm having a good time. I'm not hurting anyone. And to your point, being my favorite self, I love that. I'm going to take that with me. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, to wrap things up, Laura, I am going to share a quote from a favorite of mine, Brene Brown. I am very partial to Brene Brown. Um, They said, it's not about what can I accomplish, but what do I want to accomplish?
0: Ooh, wow. Thought starters. Isn't that good? I'm snapping over here. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I actually have that posted at the very top of my goal uh, list that I kind of reflect on every so often. And it's just like, it just reminds me that, you know, I don't have to accomplish every single thing. I just have to focus on like, what do I want to accomplish?
0: yeah wow. i want I want you to send that to me as like I feel like we're both very similar in the perfectionism category, at least for work. um and so i'm I'm very intrigued by this quote. I think i'm I'm gonna think about this later tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lord, for taking the time to break these down, these points down with me and to share not only your thoughts and insights, but to kind of see where do we go from here. And I think that's what I love the most about doing this podcast is just seeing how people with, again, similar events that they've gone through in life, but coming away with different perspectives and just bridging those perspectives together. I just, I think it's magic in my opinion. So thank you so much for being here.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is, I this is a dream. <laughs> I feel so cool being on your podcast. So really, really appreciate it. And I, as always, love talking to you, Adam.
1: Same, same girl. <laughs> Queerly Overthinking is produced by Adam Harper and Cass Cooper. It is edited by Adam Harper with audio mixing by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can follow Queerly Overthinking on Instagram at queerly Overthinking and find more at www.queerlyoverthinking.com.